This is God's Word coming to you by Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna in the More Abundant Life teaching series titled The Super Added Life. Remain blessed as you listen. We understood that more abundant life last week means to have more is also and to have above. And this week, another word for more abundant life is to have super added. To have what? To have what? Super added. So Jesus came to give us a life that is super added. Are you understanding? What does that mean? It means that he didn't just come to add to you, but he came to add the supernatural to you. So Jesus did not come to give you the natural. He came to add the supernatural to your natural. And when the super is added to the natural, it is called supernatural. And Jesus did not just come to add to you, he came to super add to you. So that means as a child of God, you should not be expecting addition. You should be expecting super addition. Amen. And you get what I'm saying? Yes. When you are expecting God to bless you, you should not be expecting it in an additional manner. You should be expecting it in a super additional manner. I remember one day my spiritual father, Pastor Dan Tawani, prayed for me. And he said, the Lord will not bless you in, in an additional way. He will bless you in a geometric way. Those prayers are working for me. His prayers on my life are working for me. Say, the Lord will bless you in a geometric way. The Lord will multiply you geometrically. And that's what Jesus came to give to you. He came to give you geometric multiplication. So when people are counting one, two, three, you will be counting one, ten, fifty, two hundred. 500. That is how you That is what Jesus came to give to you. So you should not expect your life to go the way others are going. Say, Pastor, you don't understand. In my family, when you when you when they give birth to you, you go to primary school, high school, then you stop. When you stop from high school, you have to allow the others after you go to primary school and high school before you now go to university. And you say, Pastor, that is the way my family is. That is the way your family is before you enter the family of God. But the moment you enter into the family of God, you've entered a new family. So what happens? Your life is supposed to be going super added, super added, super added, super added. Amen. Are you getting me? Yes. When you get into the family of God, you are supposed to be a record maker and a record breaker. Amen. Are you getting me this morning? Yes. By the privilege of God's grace, God has made me finish all the record in my family. All the record I've made all of them in my family. As the youngest son, and even the youngest child to graduate from the university. The youngest to go for national youth service. The youngest to get a job after national youth service. I, my father has three sons. I'm his last son. As his last son, I was the first to leave my father's house. To leave alone. Amen. I am the first child in my father's house to travel outside the country. Amen. Not just one country, two countries. I'm the first child of my father to build his own house. Yes. Amen. Amen. What's the name? I finished all the records. I finished everything. And I pray for you this morning. That record that nobody has made in your family, you will make it in the name of Jesus. 
God can do it for me, then He can do it for any and everybody. Yes. Are you getting me this morning? Yes. If God can, see, listen to me very well. Education is not a factor. Your family background is not a factor. The factor is the word of God. Are you getting me this morning? Yes. If God can do it for me, He can do it for everybody. Everybody. My elder brother sent me a message for my birthday. That was like last year, Jeremiah. He said, Chimdi, you are the one to take the name of the family internationally. And God has already started doing it. So this morning, God wants to super add to you. Are you understanding me? Don't look at your present situation. If nobody in your family has succeeded, somebody has to succeed that it is you. Amen. I said it is you. Amen. I said it is you. Amen. Somebody has to start something. And you are the one to start the good thing in your family. That is what Jesus came to do to you. When you come to Jesus, the Bible says you have been translated into his life. When you come to Jesus, you receive his life. And the life of Jesus is a life that has no limits. Are you getting me this morning? That is what Jesus came to give to you. Jesus has come to change your story forever. That people will look at you after now and they will say, this is not the person I used to know. Are you getting me? Yes. Are you getting me? Yes. So this morning, let your faith be on top here. Yes. Because God is going to be releasing super added life to you this morning. Amen. Amen. Believe it as funny as it sounds. Believe it as foolish as it sounds. Believe it as stupid as it sounds. Just believe it like that. And you will see the miracles. Are you getting it? Yes. How can you get this super added life? How can you get this super added life? How can you get it? Jesus came to give us a life with so much blessings and benefits. Super added to it. But we can only receive this life when we do one thing. The teaching of this one is to tell you what to do to get it. Jesus has given it to you, but you have a responsibility to collect it. Yes. Are you getting me this morning? Yes. A lot of us are blessed, but we don't know we are blessed. Yes. I heard the story of a particular man who boarded a ship and paid his fare for the ship. And the journey was meant to last for like one week. And while he boarded the ship, he bought cartons of biscuits and entered into the ship and was eating biscuits every day. On the final day of the voyage, the captain came and met him and said, Ah, Mr. Man, I have noticed that when we are taking breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you don't come. What is the problem? Are you on a dry fasting in this ship? And the man said, No, I'm not fasting. No. I'm not fasting, Charlie. He said, So what's the problem? He said, Charlie, you know, I had to struggle to raise the fare, the money for the fare, and I bought it. I bought the ticket. He said, So the only thing I could manage to raise was the money for ticket. I don't have money to pay for food in this ship. Ah, and the captain said, what? Are you okay? He said, yes, I'm okay. You can say I've been eating biscuits. The captain said, what? He said, don't you know that inside that your ticket is your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner? And you have been starving for seven, for seven days. That's what happened to many of us. When you receive Jesus, inside Jesus is your money. Inside Jesus is your house. Inside Jesus is your car. Inside Jesus is your job. Inside Jesus is your business. Inside Jesus is your husband. Inside Jesus is your wife, your children. Everything you need. The Bible says, has given us all that pertains to life and godliness. They are all in Jesus. 
But if you don't understand how to start taking them from Jesus, you will still be struggling while you have Jesus. And this morning, your struggle will end in Jesus' name. Because those of you have been saying, Pastor, I've been struggling. This morning, as you understand this teaching, your struggle will end in Jesus' name. As you begin to do what I said you should do from the word of God, your struggle will end in any of Jesus' The Lord told me some years ago, he told me, your prosperity, he told me, son, your prosperity is in your purpose. So when you fulfill your purpose, you will launch into prosperity. I was struggling until I entered my purpose. When I entered my purpose, struggle ended. Amen. For somebody who is struggling, is entering this morning, Jesus. Amen. How can we receive this super added life? Matthew chapter 6, verse 73. Simple scripture. Matthew 6, verse 33. It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing shall be added unto you. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now let me use some other translations to make it easy for us. You see, one of the things we try to do is to use, I just use the King James. I improve with King James. But we try to use simpler translations so we can understand. The Bible in basic English says, But let your first care. Let your first what? Care. Let your first what? Care. Let your first care be for his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these other things will be given you in addition. That means these things are additions. They are not the main thing. Are you getting me? When you, when you get a job, they will have what you call your salary. Is that not so? And there's something they call um, benefits. Is that not so? It's called fringe benefits. Those fringe benefits are not the main salary. They are just some additions to the salary. When you get born again, when you receive Jesus, Jesus is your salary. Everything that he has is, your, is yours. Are you getting me? Yes. Now, these other things that you are looking for, they are what is called benefits. Are you getting me? They are additions. When you seek the kingdom of God as your first priority, these other things will not come as the main, they will come as additions. What does that mean? It means that your car is an addition. Are you getting me? Your house is an addition. Are you understand what I'm saying? Children, everything you think you need, they are all additions. Let's look at another translation. Say, but first be concerned. But first what? Be concerned. But look at us. Most of the time, we are first concerned about what we eat, what we wear, what we, where we live. Is that not our first concern? If I want to wake up up in the morning, is it not that? Is it not those concerns? Why do you go to work? Is it not food, clothes, shelter? Is that not so? It has become our first concern. And the devil has succeeded in shifting our concern from the main concern to the minor concern. So he makes us minor on the major and major on the minor. And that's the deceit of the devil. And so that's why we see that Christians struggle a lot. They struggle. Are we not struggling? Christians are suffering. We are not just struggling. We are suffering. Ah, Charlie, we are suffering. If you see the way Christians suffer, you wonder whether we have a heavenly father. One day I, heard a story, I read a story about two, two birds. Two of them were talking one day. And they looked at human, human beings. They were on the tree. And while they were on the tree, they were eating whatever they were eating on the tree. And they looked at human beings. The way we were walking up and down, bustling and bustling, moving from pillar to post, frying pan to fire. And they looked at them and said, Wait a minute. We, we have God. He takes care of us. Why are these people struggling like this? And then the second bird asked them, He said, Really, the truth is that we, God, takes care of us. But we don't know if they allow God to take care of them. 
we allow God to take care of us. But I don't know if they allow God to take care of them. And that's our problem. We don't allow God to take care of us. God says, let my kingdom be your first priority. Say, God, no. God, you don't understand. My work is my first priority. God says, no problem. I'll answer. You don't want me to take care of you. I will not take care of you. I won't force myself on you. He said, be first concerned about God's kingdom and righteousness. And all these things shall be provided to you as well. From verse 30, he says, He says, if you read from verse 29, he says, 28, he says, And why take ye thought from raiment? King James, I'm reading King James. Okay, let me use another translation from verse um, 28. Let me use another translation to make it easy for us. Um, BBE. Alright. He says, And why are you troubled about clothing? How many of us are troubled about clothing? Not to be wear. So who say they are not becoming to church because they don't have clothes to wear? I will be telling them all the clothes you have. See the flowers on the field. How they come up, they do not work. They make no thread. Have you seen flowers working before? Have you seen flowers swimming before? But I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like, by, like one of these. But if God Give so, such clothing to the grass of the field. If God gives a cloth, which is, which is here today and tomorrow is put into the oven, will he not much more give you your clothing or your little clothes? If God is giving clothes to the grass, you cut it today, you put it inside fire tomorrow. Will he not give you clothes? Will he not give you clothes? He says, then do not be full of care. Do not be full of what? Care. Don't worry. What are we to have for food or drink? Or with what will we be clothed? And these are our daily cares. God says, do not be full of these cares. If you can remove your focus from yourself and put it on God's kingdom, those things you are thinking of yourself will come. Are you understanding me? Yes. Are you getting me? Yes. Are you understanding me? Yes. Jesus preached only one thing when he came. He preached only about the kingdom of God. We go to Mark chapter 1, verse 14 to 15. Jesus said, The kingdom of God is at hand. The word at hand is an old British English, and it means it is near you. You can reach it. Jesus preached only one thing the kingdom of God. This makes us understand how important the kingdom of God is. It was the only message Jesus preached. Jesus did not preach about any other thing. In fact, Jesus did not even preach about himself, he preached about the kingdom of God. And he said, it is at hand. That means it is near you. And it is within your reach. If the kingdom of God is near you, why should you not be reaching out to it? Are you getting what I'm saying? The kingdom of God is waiting for you to take it. Are you understand what I'm saying? It is waiting for you to do what? To take it. Everything that resides in God's domain is called his kingdom. In heaven, there are many mansions, is that not so? In the kingdom of God, there is everything you need. God wants you to reach out to it. Stop eating biscuits while you are paying the ticket for your, for, your, for your food. Are you getting me this morning? Stop suffering when there is abundance for you. Why should you keep suffering when God has provided everything you need? What is the kingdom of God? A kingdom is a country 
which its ruler is a king. A kingdom is what? A country which its ruler is a king. So a king and his domain is what is called a kingdom. Kingdom. King and domain. King in the place where he has dominion. So the king determines what happens in his domain. He determines how his people live. He determines how they behave. Is that not so? Now, when you look at the citizens of a kingdom, you will know how the king thinks. Is that not so? Is that not so? Yes. Now, look at Africa. When you look at the citizens of different countries, you will know how our kings think. Is that not so? <laughs> Is that not so? Go to the Western world. Look at their citizens. You will know how their kings also would think. You don't need to look, you don't need to interview a president to know how he thinks. Just look at his citizens. <laughs> that's, that, that's, don't need to interview. Look at him, he will give you, he will give you, he will give you lies. You know that. He will give you lies. He will tell you, I, I'm planning this, I'm planning that, I'm planning this, I'm thinking like this, I'm thinking like that, and all of them are lies. Is that not so? But if you want to know the way he thinks, just look at his people. You will know the way he thinks. The successful citizens in a kingdom are those who make the king happy because they know what he loves and they do what he loves. So, let me tell you something. If you claim that God is your king, how would they know how God thinks? Is by looking at your life. Now, I want to ask you a question. If people look at your life, would they see God as a good thinker or a bad thinker? That's a question to ask. The way your life is, would they see God as a good thinker or a bad thinker? Would they see God as somebody who cares for his people or somebody who doesn't care? The truth is that God cares, but do you care about whether God cares? Are you after what he loves? Go to any country and discover the people that are succeeding. Notice it. They have a good relationship with the leadership. Is that not so? Is that not so? When every government comes to power, what do they do? The people that are in good terms with them, what do they do? They give them contracts. <laughs> Is it not so? So if you want to receive contracts from God, you need to know what he loves and do what he loves. When you do that, listen to me, your life will go sweetly. I'm telling you something, no matter how harsh an economy is, there are still people that are smiling. Is that not so? No matter how bad a government is, there are still people that are saying the government is good. Is that not so? Is that not so? Why? Because they are in the good books of that government. So anytime, any day, the government will reward them. Listen to me, baby. This is the morning for you to put yourself in the good books of God. Know what he loves. Do what he loves. And you will see the blessings coming. Amen. Are you getting me this morning? Yes. What does it mean to seek the first the kingdom of God? It means to seek to know what God loves and do what he loves as your first priority. As your what? Yes. To know what he loves and to do what he loves. Let that be your first priority. That's what it means to seek the kingdom of God. What does God love? Now, if you want to be in the good books of your husband, know what he loves. Is that not so? Do what he loves. And you don't have any problem. Is that not so? If you want to be in the good book of your wife, know what she loves. Do what she loves. And you don't have any problem. Is that not so? If you want to be in the good books of your boss, what do you do? Know what he loves. Do what he loves. And you don't have any problem. The same thing applies to God. If you 
want to know how to seek the kingdom of God first, know what God knows and do what God knows. And you are seeking it first. It becomes your number one priority. You see, let us stop allowing the devil deceive us. He makes us believe that our need is more important than God's need. And that's a lie. God's need is more important than your need. Because when you meet God's need, your need will automatically be met. Are you getting it? Yes. But when you meet your need, there is no criteria that at the end of the day you will meet it the second time again. Yes. You may meet it once, but you may not be able to meet it the second time. And if I were you meet your need, you, you will not even meet God's need. God's need. But when you meet God's need, God will continuously meet your needs. Yes. So it's then important for us to crave to know what God loves. Know what he loves. Do what he loves. Make him enjoy your presence. Make him enjoy creating you. What does God love and what makes him happy? What does God love? Now we want to know what God loves. We want to know what God loves. This is a very important aspect. And you have to determine in your heart to do it. See, nobody who has done this thing has ended up a failure in life. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you from life examples, my life is an example, and others that I've seen, nobody who has done this thing I want to teach you has ended up a failure in life. It's not possible. What does God love? Luke chapter 15, verse 17. He says, I say unto you that likewise, joy shall, shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. I say unto you, there shall be joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. So what does God love? When a sinner repents, there is party in heaven. My God. Now listen to me very well. I understood this thing some years ago. When you pray, you talk straight to God. Are you getting it? When you praise, you do it straight to God. You make God happy. Are you understand what I'm saying? Prayer is directly to God. Praises is directly to God. Every of, the, every of the things we do, the covenant practices, they are directly to God. But there's one thing that affects not only God, but it affects the whole of heaven. It is so real. Yes. You see it here. When one sinner gets born again, there is a party in heaven. God the Father, God the Son, God, the Holy Ghost, the 24 elders, the cherubims, the son of him, all the angels, they begin to celebrate. Nice. It's a mega heaven party when one soul is saved. So you know what it means? When you go out, you reach out to somebody, you bring him to church. Even if you cannot do all the preaching, you say, please, my brother, I just want your life to be blessed. I want your life to be changed. Amen. Come to church. When pastor preaches, you will hear the word that will change your life. By the time he comes, the word of God goes out and he sees that he's a sinner and he's, he, he gets saved. Mega celebration in heaven. Do you know what will happen to you? Heaven will shine on you when that happens. Amen. Amen. So every soul winner is a super added personality. Every soul winner has super added to his life. Every soul winner does not have to look for clothes, food, and he doesn't have to look for them. God has a way of super-adding them to him. Yes. That's what happens with so many. So you are still struggling for things. But if you can focus on the main thing, the things you are struggling for will start struggling for you. Yes. 
Like Bishop Edipo will say, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things that others are dying for, these things will come looking for you. Yes. Amen. <laughs> are you getting me? Yes. Are you getting me? Yes. I did not plan international ministry when God opened the door for me. I was just crazy about God evangelizing, trekking, trekking under the sun, preaching. Oh my God, we trekked. Charlie, we trekked. Don't go there. Charlie, we trekked to do evangelism. We trekked. We trekked to the extent that some beat us. I preached, and after preaching, I gave all my money as strong prophet to the good that came to church, to the, to the program. And I trekked a long distance home. The rain beat me. I was just doing it and serving God. And the way God rewarded me was why my mates were doing local champion ministry. The Lord opened up international ministry for me. Amen. In four years of ministry, God opened international ministry for me. What has taken you 20 years to achieve? God did it for me in four years. The secret. Seek God's heartbeat, which is what? Souls. Seek to bring people to the church. Seek to bring people to the kingdom of God. Seek to carry them there. Every time you bring somebody to church and the person gives his life to Christ, it is not me that takes the credit to you. Let me tell you one truth. Are you getting me? It's not me that takes the credit. It is you that takes the credit. That's what you don't know. You think many pastors, when they go to heaven, they have big, big churches. But when they go to heaven, when God starts allocating the souls to people, they will see some of their members even have more souls than them. <laughs> because at the point, they were no longer doing evangelism. They became administrative pastors. They were no longer, they were only standing on the altar to preach. If you bring somebody to church and I preach and the person gets it, it's not, my, it's not me that God will allocate that soul to. No. It is you. Because you're the one who went to labor. And when God wants to bless somebody for that soul, he will not bless me. Yeah, it very well. That blessing will be your blessing. Are you understanding me? That's the way it works. God loves it when sinners repent. He loves it. There's a party in heaven. There's a party in heaven where sinners do what? Repent. This morning, you have to ensure from now henceforth that God will throw party every day. What does that mean? You are bringing somebody to Jesus and to church every day. So there will be party in heaven every day because of you. Yes. When God begins to throw party because of you, the party will reach your end now. Is that not so? Yes. Uh huh. God cannot throw party in heaven because of you and the party will, you will party by force too. When God is party in heaven, you will be partying here on earth. Yes. From today, I pray for you that you will begin to party in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Seek the law, seek what God loves. Seek to bring people to Jesus. As you seek to bring people to Jesus, what happens? You discover that God will begin to super add things to your life. Let salvation of soul be your first priority. Carry your phone and call them. They must come to church. Go and visit them. They must come to church. Give them your clothes if they say they don't have clothes. They won't transfer you. Come and I'm giving my clothes to people. What are you going to get here? It's normal. It's a normal thing for us. We give our clothes just to make sure that they serve Jesus. Make sure that they come. See, they don't, they don't have transfer pay. Tell them, don't worry, come to church. The church will pay your transfer back. Don't worry. Go and come. The church will pay. And the church is ready to do that. Amen. By all means, bring them to Jesus. Bring them to church. Go and disturb them in their houses. Bring them home by 4 a.m. on Sunday. You must come to church. Pressure. Do you know why you are doing it? It's for yourself. It's not for them. 
Because you are the one who wants superdition. Is that not so? The secret of all the blessings I'm enjoying, my brethren, it is not because I have so much brain. It's not because I can preach the best. It's not because I have any connection. It's not because I haven't had a very super grade in the university. It is because of this scripture. I've been seeking to put God's need as my first need. And God keeps super adding to my life. Jesus came to give you a super added life. He has given you already. Amen. It's your responsibility Amen. to receive it. If you don't receive it, your life will keep suffering. And while you suffer, God will say, there's nothing I can do. You have to start taking responsibility. Thanks for listening. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. Kindly share your testimonies with us at chumdiohahunaministry at gmail.com. Grace to you.